bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. Uh, this is, I'm telling you what this is, buddy. Okay, this is called, uh... Well, hey, you know what we should do? It's called, it's called S That D, episode two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I would even say, I would even say, dude, this is what we should start. Just call it, like, truly dedicated volume two. Because we're <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, call it in all caps. I am Zubox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Um, listen, guys, I broke a really fragile rule, okay? Things have taken a turn for a worse in the uh, Deegan humble abode. Uh, listen, I never thought I would do this. But, like, I was so lazy today. This is how lazy I was. When I haven't showered, don't ask. And I was sitting there. And I was like playing video games with the boys today, you know. And it's been a while; it's been months. And and we went to some classic times where we were fucking ripping. We were playing some Siege. It was a good time. Uh, and honestly, I do want to talk about this a little bit because a little bit more depth of the conversation we had. It was actually really refreshing from someone just a little bit younger. But yeah, it's interesting. I started smoking, dude. Start smoking in the house, like all like I was all day, just like oh yeah. Like once I started that train this morning, I was like, you know what, dude? Once you pop that cork. It's over. Like once you know that it's a possibility and you can live with yourself. Yeah, but because when you first, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing first, it anymore. <laughs> except right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> not right this. No, it's podcast doesn't count. Listen, during the day, during no, <laughs> during the day, I'm gonna stop doing that. Oh, it's yeah. It can be hard because you're like you understand. It's like when you go to bars and stuff now. Like when I'm I'm old enough. Well, I worked in a bar when I was before I was 21, but that's when they made that law. It was when I was like 19, but I still got to go like work in a bar where people still smoked and stuff for a while. And John, guess you, what, dude? The, but the world it is so much better when you can't. Like, I disagree. It, it makes being in a bar like so much more comfortable. But it doesn't mean I didn't like as a smoker. I didn't like miss it and wouldn't constantly complain about it. But um, I mean, it's the listen, same thing in a house. It's the same thing in your house, though. Like, because you start off like, okay, I'm not gonna smoke in the house. It's gonna be, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it outside. I'll smoke less. Uh, my house won't smell bad. And then you do it like once or twice. You're like, ah, fuck, it's late. Whatever. I mean, then that's the thing, though. Is like, I'm actually fairly been disciplined, but for some reason, like, I literally for I've been living here a year, and the only time I've ever smoked in the house except today. Was on the podcast. I was the, literally the only time I've ever done it. Yeah, I know. All, king, and, all, all kingdoms fall, dude. <laughs> I've broken. I've been broken. Like, uh, it was a, a but, but there was, there, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like, I can't smell it. I can't smell the trash. You know, you can't smell that. <laughs> yeah, you can't normalize your house smell. No, because so. I, I get really weird because I know my sink is like fucked, but listen, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> okay, but like the sink sucks. I'll just say that much. Okay, it sucks. I have to the amount of fucking drain. I'm imagine that I'm surprised there's any pipes left <laughs> at this point. Um, but something that really happened today and it was cool, man. 
it was a cool conversation. So I was uh, Ryan's friends are three years younger than me, so you know, twenty five ish, and um, they. You know, I, I I knew where I was. I knew my place. You know, like I was uh, a white guy. You know, like and th- this is the weird social pressure, right? Like it was. Tr- this is a real feeling. I was like, I don't know if I can talk about certain things right now. Like that's the way it felt. Because I'm not because best friends kids. No, I I can understand that for sure. It is kind of a bad thing though when you can't just talk about like current events. <laughs> well, that's the thing though, and I think self censorship, right? Like. You just feel so uncomfortable, like having an honest conversation, because it's not like you're gonna. Dan's not like a, the type of guy that's gonna be like overly disrespectful and be a total asshole. It's not like you're gonna be like that. So, well, to you, but, I will be. Yeah, well, to you, because we're fans. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> no, uh, but there, there was like this really awesome conversation that basically transpired. Because uh, we were playing a game, obviously, and you know, there's some moments, some lulls in the in the uh, virtual world of combat, and I kind I I cut in. Uh, there's two African Americans, and then there's a, a white gentleman, and um, like we, it got brought up because I just basically started. We did start talking. I think everyone kind of got comfortable. It had been a while since we, of course, yeah, you know, everybody loosens up. Yeah, yeah, we started loosening up, making jokes. You know, I put on my gangster voice. It's all good from there on out. You know, I got my, I, or what I like to know, call my I gotta AOC. Say though, I got to say, though, Dan, you said there were two Afri- African-Americans and a white gentleman. So why aren't the African-Americans gentlemen oh, as well? Oh, shit, dude. But God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. Two hey, African-American gentlemen. And, <laughs> and a white guy. And a white guy. There we go. Let's uh, let's get that uh, equity up, right? <laughs> um, the quality of outcome or whatever we want to call it. But I, we had like a real discussion about the police stuff and because the conversation kind of started about like some of the things going on. And I've been reading these books behind me because I'm learned a doctor of uh, now race. That, you got that Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay book. What Dude, it's a page turner. It's a fucking page turner. It's just Sitting basically th- it's uh, doesn't it kind of track the history basically of uh, intersectional ideology kind of like feminism and whatnot well, and like what happened to all those disciplines and the social disciplines right well within the um the liberal the, arts here the soft and, the soft sciences yeah the soft sciences sociology I guess and whatnot it all started in the scholarship programs it's actually really interesting and i don't want to get too heavily into it but these yeah. two books and honestly i have to give thomas soul most of his credit where i'm ripping his uh ideas from but just i just like ordered a new book today i'm, I'm super like excited to read even jordan peterson doesn't want to read it so i'm pretty excited uh but discrimination and disparities by thomas soul uh so well if you want to say it as in the layman's term you know mm-hmm. not so great so well is how you spell it as it's said and it's really breaking down uh, how the misrepresentation of as an example from the book and i'm going to tell you right now people if you pick up a book that is claiming something and it doesn't fucking have at least 100 pages of citations like these two books here, you put it probably, in the garbage. Well, you're probably like it's like white fragility. I really doubt that there is a hundred and some odd pages of. No, you're you're reading an editorial. You're reading somebody's opinion about exactly. something rather than like something that is like backed by data or other researchers and other or work. historical context. And, and 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 to be fair, there is nothing wrong with that. But um, there is a difference when you read like an academically 
an academically thorough and research book and then just something like a self-help book or whatever. Like they don't, you know. Right. And which is white fragility is basically the self-help book for racist liberals. Like that's what it is to make it okay to be racist. That's basically what it's saying. Um, while being comfortable with your racism, your white fragility. Oh, it's like, not about, no, it's actually the It's not about being comfortable with it. It's about being extremely uncomfortable with it and then racializing every interaction yeah. you have with another human being. Like, Which makes it what? Makes, makes you, I wouldn't say that, maybe not racist, no, it, but No, it makes you racist. It makes you discriminatory because yeah. suddenly you racialize everything and you're looking at people as if they're others, as, as if they're different than you. Like somebody was talking, I was listening to somebody that went to one of those... Uh, the seminars that she does. $20,000 uh, for like four hours or a yeah, week or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they came out of it saying like, like it just makes you uncomfortable to be around like black people. Yeah. She's like, well, and it, it's like it I, wanted, I wanted to tell like she like, so they had to do an exercise. So she gave this anecdote where she told her black coworker, some guy, Hey, you're looking sharp in that suit. Mm hmm. And that was considered like, oh, what is he doesn't normally look sharp? Is that because he's black? Like, it's or it's like, like a, it's like a guy saying to a woman, "Hey, like you look, re that's a really nice dress." You know, it's like the same insinuation. It's insinuating yeah. without actually having any type of founded fact, like like fucking Joe Biden getting shoved by a Secret Service agent in two thousand nine for cupping a chick's tit. So anyway, I digress. Uh, Joe's a hoe. So is Kamala. But there's, but there, but there was like so, like really, the way he breaks down generational wealth, and, and he uses the Jews as a, as an example. And honestly, the Jews have probably been fucked more than any racial demographic or religious demographic in probably the last two thousand thousand years. It's definitely in the last hundred, definitely in the last hundred. But well, they're top three. Oh, they've been a global minority for a very long time, so they're always. I mean. There are parallels with other, other people from other places. Uh, you know, just maybe not as for as long period of time. Well, well, well yes and no, and and that's well, that's just, it's not historically accurate. You know, like What's as not? far as saying, like there has been like Leopold killed 10, 10 million Africans between eighteen ninety one and nineteen eleven or something like yeah. uh, something like it, it's something like that, and. It's horrible, and it was a genocide, and we don't really learn about it too much, and because you know, whatever. I don't know why. Well, but yeah, well, like, well, there's there's relevancy. Obviously, we fought in World War II, so we learned, and a lot of Jews moved here. You know, mm. and, and there's a lot of reasons. And you know, Jews took over Hollywood, but it's explained. It's explained, and it really does make sense. As as saying, let's look at Italy during the nineteen late 1930s. And Germany, same amount of time, approximately the same time, they were forced to leave these countries and to go to Poland and uh, Finland and like these other uh, majority white European or uh, Caucasian countries. And they lost all their wealth as they were forced to leave. They had to leave everything behind. There was no like, you know, yeah, they, always have to, they always have to kind of start over, but they're exactly. generally able to bounce back because they are kind of a. An insular community, and they really well, they circle the wagons. They they engage in intense nepotism, like everybody does, but they do it in a way that is it's you know pretty exclusionary to anybody else. But right, well, it really just shows the resolve of the Jewish faith and culture, and it's the resolve that they have within their community. Like you said, it's very it's very uh, incestuous, like how they are oh, very about it. 
it's insular. It's like a, it's just yeah. a bubble. They're in a bubble, and they yeah. they have no desire to let. Like even the Jewish religion itself, like they're not about proselytizing. They're not trying to convert people. They have no interest in doing that. That's not part of their their canon. That's not part of their charter. They don't do that. Right. Like, so it's like, the but, same thing when it comes to like you know, you know, in the '30s, the Irish man, my people. Okay, they used to run Hollywood, baby. Okay, and then these Jews came in. Okay, they stole it. What was the what was the name Soros or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but I no, I know what you mean, and I and I I understand, yeah. Well, it's really because they were they were very distrustful people for a long time. There's and they became more homogenous within their own communities. They really didn't marry outside, marry you know whatever. And that and, and like it really there's a lot of factors. It's, it, but really, the point is this: these things are more nuanced than people want to admit. And they want to say it's all based around racial demographics, sex, gender, uh, sexual identity, or whatever, all this nonsense. And and it's the define what is the, defined as oppression from an e- economic wealth or generational wealth. Generational wealth is not a real thing. It is, but it's not. It is literally, but generational uh, a person from one generation to the next can completely lose all that wealth by being an idiot with their money. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily hold water, but if that well, person is, it, it, hold on. But if that person it was brought up in the family where their family was more wary of money and understood the value and the principles and the money, like what led them to getting wealth, and they learned from things. Like if it was true, they were weren't raised spoiled brats. I guess you could say, like they would definitely be more able to keep that money. Yeah, and then pass it down to the next generation and teach these lessons. And it's more about parenting than anything. Well, like most things are, yeah, of course. Right, and people still screw it up. But I, I did come up with a, like, and I said this to them because we were talking about defunding the police in certain areas, and I was like, okay, okay, I hear you out. So we talked about certain things, and I kind of was hitting dingers. No offense to these guys, <laughs> I was hitting dingers. I was hitting dingers, you know, bangers right out of the whoa, park. But whoa. But they, uh, but I, I came up with. I was basically said this. I'm like, listen, do you want to fix the police? Like, this is how you do it. You give them more money so that they can hire more people, so that they can get more training per capita. So, like, instead of them only doing 40 hours a year, raise the standard federal minimum to like 150 to 200 hours a year, and set it up over the course of like you know a month. Mm-hmm. You know, do something like that. Like just do something like that. That's one. That's one of my one of my suggestions. And the second suggestion is this: create, which I've heard already heard suggested, but I like the idea. I did not create this. I do not know where this came from. But you create a national registry for cops that are fired, and what they're fired for, and that and that and there are certain things that if you're fired for, you could not be rehired as a police officer in the United States. Well, that's not already a thing. No. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a national thing. It's not national. Certain well, states have things like that, but not nationally. I mean, do people not like check references? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, it's because of the disparity of police officers in the United States too. This is this is becomes a bigger issue, and and the, the like a smaller town might not have that many people that want to be cops, so they will pull from other departments. Like my buddy said that they will pay guys twenty thousand dollars. To come work at yeah, their police move. department, but they yeah. already been so. Like, think about it this way: if you take a new guy, you have to pay for their training, so you have to 
so that comes from out of your budget versus getting a cop that's already been trained, already certified by the state, and all you have to do is get them to come in. You know, like that's it. You just hey, come work here, and you're good. Yeah, like I understand like the prac the practical nature of that, like the pragmatic side of that, but it it's clearly probably not like the the right move. Even if it is something like, but you could say like, oh, then you know it gets more nuanced because you got to talk about budgets, you got to talk about stuff like what you've just been talking about in terms of why they would or wouldn't do that. But it obviously doesn't have a great, has not, at least it seems like, you know, because now I think it's probably been long enough where this has been a thing where we could probably start collecting real data and see what the effect of it has been. I mean, because it's a pretty new thing. I mean, within the past what thirty years. What is? Uh, police not being kind of like locally sourced, basically. Well, well, the thing about local sourcing of policing, dude, there's just not enough people that want to do the job, and it's a reality. People are afraid to be a cop. It's a dangerous job. People don't want to put themselves in danger. Yeah. So you kind of have to take what you can get at some levels, like, and and they do have minimum standards through physical fitness, aptitude tests, background checks. These people are thoroughly vetted most of the time. You can't look into a man's heart. You just can't do it. So no, of course um, not. But like, what I think what when when people make the argument about like the locally sourced versus somebody an outsider is that somebody from a community is going to have like a more empathetic view or is going to know the community, might know people, they might they might uh, be able to ingratiate themselves to the people in the community. They know where these people have come from. They know the circumstances sure. of the area and, and with right? it, and within that also comes biases from that community as far as like things they don't like about their community and things like you could have, you know, let's say you grew up in a certain bad neighborhood and then you become a police officer and you remember that was the group of people that beat you up. And then all of a sudden now you're like wanting to oh, get sure. revenge. Yeah, it, it can I mean, be, it can be cyclical. That, I think it that, can, that can be, way. I mean, of course, that can that can totally happen. Obviously, right? Which is obviously an anecdotal, you know, one thing. But the, but that's the point. Is what I'm saying is it's. But I've came up with an idea, which I'm going to make a video on this. I'm thinking tomorrow. I'm doing some. Re- I've been doing research today after I came up with the idea, talking to these gentlemen, and I was really appreciative of them be, be hearing me out, and it was great. And it was like you know, it, it gave me hope. Uh, I guess you could say for the future. Because you could have a rational conversation with them yeah because it's a very emotionally sensitive thing for a lot of african-americans right now i have really good friends who i'm better friends with technically than these uh these gentlemen and they won't even hear me out well you know but there's a difference there really is a difference between uh speaking to someone even if it's over the phone or a video game chat and talking on facebook like or anything like that. I just think something gets lost in translation. It's easier to dismiss somebody. It's easier to kind of tune it out or skim, not really listen, not really yes. engage. And that's why I do now. I'm like, listen, you got my number. Call me. Yeah. Like, you can call me. I, you know me. Call me. Um, but I did come up with a solution. It's very radical. <laughs> we launched them all into outer space. We will be... You broke up. Can you say that again? Can you say... Oh, I was going to say, I, w- I said, <clears throat> we launch everyone into outer space. We we start over. <laughs> uh, nuclear holocaust. No, yeah. but, but I have a radical idea. Which... You, ever, you ever see that movie, Tenet? Something like that. We're going <laughs> to yeah, do that. Exactly. Entropy. Um, entropy? Entropy. Entropy. Entropy, yeah. Entropy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Um, I, 
it's a radical idea, but I actually think this is something that I've been kind of messing around with like from today, but I, I've kind of been messing around with it. So, and, and Tim Pool gave me the seed of an idea that basically flourished. So Tim Pool said something, he goes, why aren't hand, like weapons, like firearms treated more like speech? And he goes, so speech is not, you have freedom of speech until you have a direct call to action. Uh, you know, I'm going to hurt X person. I'm going to kill you person. Right mm -hmm. by name, and you call them out, or hey, go kill these people. That's a direct call to action, and that's no longer protected under free speech. Yeah. Why would firearms not be treated in the same way as saying like, because technically, if you're not doing anything illegal with a firearm until you're doing something illegal with a firearm. Well, isn't that kind of how it is? Hell no. Not necessarily. It, I'm talking. I mean, I guess it's different states have different sort of standards and stuff. But. Well, standards, but, 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 but my point is this. So, and this Tell is something that's that Kyle I, Rittenhouse, you white honky bastard. <laughs> but, I, but I did think of something that was actually, I was like, mm, this is true. So every person in any general field, which is a generalization, which is always dangerous, but I do think this is a fair point. You have a psychological makeup within certain communities, okay? Mm -hmm. And it gets more defined the, the smaller you go all the way down to the individual. Yeah. But there's a general psychological makeup. Okay. So you have, I like to use Chicago as an example. Okay. So in Chicago, it is very difficult to get a gun. Very difficult. It's just hard, in the inner, especially in the inner city, obviously. It's very difficult in the city of Chicago to own a firearm. Yes, who, Sean, who owns firearms, or who carries firearms besides police in the cities? Who carries them? In, uh, I have no idea. I don't know. I Think, mean, people, about, it, Think about it. <laughs> like, other, than, other than the police? Who is going to, if it's very hard to attain legally a weapon oh, and a firearm. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about specifically legal people. No, I'm just saying. Okay, generalization. Uh, the, the criminal element, Dan. Okay, excellent. Criminal element. So, how does this affect the psychological makeup of police officers? Now, hold on, hold on. Well, just stay just with assume people that have guns are adver adversarial. Cool, but no, even more so, even diff more different. So you're talking, you know, uh, seven. I think it's six point eight seven percent of uh, are male. African Americans that commit 52 or roughly somewhere around 50% of violent crime. Okay? So, violent crime. So, what we have created is a set of circumstances and conditions to where a cop is 18 times more likely to be shot by an African American male than any other racial demographic, gender, or anything. So, what you've created in the, and this is true. So, this is where we talk about unconscious bias and all these things, right? This would bring credence to this argument because what I'm saying is you have a psychological makeup of Chicago where the only people that are shooting cops or at least in a large majority percentage are going to be African-Americans. Okay, males. That is like generally the theme. Who are killing each other, generally speaking, people. Okay, I'm not saying I'm a, a doctor of this. I'm a doctor of medicine. So we just have to understand there's a difference. I can't pass algebra to save my. Uh, but but this and the guy said like hear me out, dude. Like I know it's rough to listen to because I'm still kind of formulating the idea. So or are you just saying that it creates can create a bias? 
No, not a bias. No, 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 no. Context. No. The context would, wouldn't it? It's not necessarily a bias. It's survival. It's instinct. No, but it's but like, it does exact. But it's a it's a survival mechanism where you're just like if you see somebody that is uh, as but, a trope in that city sure. looks like somebody that's going to sh- could yeah. shoot you, you are going to be more cautious. You're probably going to treat them mildly differently. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's so how do. You, that's what is the is. solution to this? What is my solution? I will tell you. You don't even uh, have to ask. Everybody wear solid color leotards and cover their faces with NPC <laughs> faces. And that's how we live as a society. Now. Have you ever seen the movie Us? No, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so they really. these underground tunnels and they just stick them down there. Well, I, I, and this is, I really do think this is kind of a fair, as far as. Excuse me, I had to light another one. I lo- I'm, I'm really fucking up. But we have to think about this logically. So they're, the people that the police officers are more – the people who they're going to be, quote-unquote, have biases, uh, a different psychological – or a, 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 a skewed psychological makeup towards would be these individuals that we were just speaking about. How do you alter the psychological makeup of thousands of police officers? Very simple. In my – it's okay. Maybe it's not simple, but it, it, it's a, a one of the solutions. If everybody, and this is obviously ridiculous, I guess, in a sense, but if everybody had a firearm, if everybody was allowed to open carry, carry, didn't matter, everyone could have a gun, it, they would have to change. And the reason why I know that is because of Wyoming. It is not uncommon to see a 16-year-old walking through Walmart with an AR-15 with a fucking, right, with like a handgun on their hip. It's mm-hmm. perfectly legal. You know, you, it's not uncommon to see 12, 13-year-olds driving trucks. They, you know... Um, yeah, because they get the farmer's license or whatever. Right. You know, like you see them Fucking little kids bastards. driving... Yeah, it's God pretty damn. crazy. I mean, they're basically illegal. They're disgusting. And, sure. and this is the thing. And, but, like, this could change the psychological makeup of all cops across the United States. And, and, the, and the real thing is this. If a citizen who is doofully lawfully carrying a weapon and then the criminals are going to have that in there it's going to change the psychological makeup of the criminals not as many people could be victimized and that would cause a less response from police because if you just have the general like i'm gonna tell you right now wyoming you don't rob people in wyoming of course because you don't know what the power differential is i mean that's the whole thing about having a gun and somebody not having a gun is that you you know where the high power well, it's not even that. That's, oh, yeah, it's definitely oh, it is that. that. It is that. That's what will lead somebody to that has like a criminal mind, whatever yes. you want to call yes. it. They'll be like, oh, I have power over this person now. And like, I, well, they're kind of external authority. Right. But so do you know where the highest frequencies of armed robberies are in Wyoming? I don't know. I don't. Cheyenne? <laughs> no. Well, probably because yeah, of the population density in Laramie County, probably in general. No. Bars. Because you can't be armed at a yeah. bar. And people are drunk, yeah. And people are drunk. Well, that's why, right? So, but that's what I'm saying. And it, it's a clear example there where you go, well, in general, you're not really have to worry about getting robbed in Wyoming because everyone's armed. But if you are at a bar, the only people who are going to be carrying are going to be who? The criminals, the people who don't care, the people who are going to break the rules. Yeah. And then they, they steal your car or they commit armed robbery, which is very rare, mind you. Very well, yeah. rare. You can, I mean, you can look at that as a microcosm, right? As a, as, well, it's a as, microcosm. as an anecdotal, like kind of example. Can it be extrapolated 
writ large. Maybe it probably well, might I, be able to. I think it, you're you're gonna have more shootings in general, at least for a while. Uh, hold on, hold on. That's where I agree, but also disagree. Okay. Because very fundamentally, this you will see crime decrease, but you will see shootings go up. Because who's getting shot? The criminals by citizens who are defending themselves. You are going to see shootings rise. I guarantee you. But, it, dude, like, if you're, like, I was, I asked this to these gentlemen today. I said, okay, you defund the police, you make them a smaller force, you, you take, uh, uh, th- like, you know, s- certain money away from them and stuff. Who is the person that is getting attacked by a criminal going to call? When they're getting, when they're barricaded in their house and people are shooting at them, who are they going to call? It has to be the police. But like I said, because of the psychological makeup of the police officers, for example, Chicago, they are going to be more likely to, you know, maybe shoot someone who's innocent because they truly believe that the only people who have guns are criminals. But in their mind, they're thinking, well, this guy poses a threat because of the situation that's at hand. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think having more guns is always going to be better than having less guns at least by law if you choose not to carry a weapon that's fine yeah but i'm gonna tell you right now dude if like you are walking down the street as a person who's carried gun for years you feel safer you feel more secure because you know that if someone goes haywire someone does something stupid i feel naked without a gun in a sense but like you can sit there and go like at least I know I have a fighting chance. If three dudes run up on me and they fucking try to beat my ass because I because I fucking took their lady from the bar the other night, at least I can fucking have a chance. And you know, we're seeing it in the cities right now. We're seeing the mob violence and we're also seeing like these people can't protect themselves. But what does the news do? They criminalize someone like the McClowskis who are on their private property who fucking yeah. came out with a gun and said, get the fuck out of here, and they're made to look like villains. Kyle Rittenhouse, whether or not you think he was shouldn't have been there, no one should have been there, get over it. The problem is the main problem is that he was being attacked by people that had deadly intent. Or, or potentially deadly intent, and you don't have a, a responsibility to wait to see if that is true. No, they did have deadly um, skateboard, gun, and the other guy heard a gunshot, turned around. Dude went for his rifle by witness statements. Oh, that yeah, I know. No, no, I, I know that. No, I, I understand that. Um, but in, a, in any, but if people are running at you, if people are running at you and you're on the ground, like, and they're not retreating while you're pointing a gun at them, then that's yes. on, kind of on them. I mean, that's how fucking stupid can you. You know, I know that everybody's trying to romanticize it and paint these guys like, oh, they were these heroes that were trying to stop an active shooter. Well, the kid was not an active shooter by definition. And <laughs> well, it's like this. It's like this. So if you, this are, kid could please, be a piece of shit for all I know. I have no idea about this kid, but I'm just saying, in in a vacuum, this situation, who cares? Like this kid, he had a right to do what he did. Like that's just the way it goes. Like, well, and honestly, the or at least to see, of, it's it seems like it. Okay, well, no, knows, well, this knows what will come out. I don't know. Well, the, the like, well, like honestly, the problem is the suspension of all standardized law that night. It was suspended law. Like people were being lawless everywhere. It didn't matter. It was the yeah. wild west. I know. So, and the kid followed state Wisconsin law of undercastle doctrine of having to retreat 
and he yes, did he tried to run away. And and while he was running the second time, someone swung at him, and he continued to run, and he tripped afterwards. And then you have a dude coming. Okay, listen, I don't want to get into it. People, go look it up yourself. Go look up like any like law. Call. Hold call on. Let me, I'm gonna bring up the video. We're gonna go frame by frame. No, I'm just joking. No, but like the Colion Noir, uh, Noir, whatever, however you say his name. Colon Noir. Colon yeah, Noir. that Colon Noir. Yeah, he's French. Uh, he 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 is a black Frenchman. Rare, but they exist. Um, but he he broke it down pretty well. I suggest you go check out his video. You won't be able to find it on Facebook because they censored him. Oh my God, the censorship on Facebook is about to get crazy. You heard about the election, people. right? Everybody, you know what you got to do? What you got to do is start donating money to ZooBox.com. That doesn't exist, but <laughs> find my PayPal. Yeah. We're under find attack. It. We're under attack. <laughs> well, I mean, we have we have a serious uh, issue with, with with some of these things. And uh, and so I, I read Mark Zuckerberg's statement on why they're, like, suspending ads for the election a week out. That was one of the things that was brought up, right? Yeah. And his statement was going by that basically by that time you should know. And secondly, he doesn't want it to get like because they know the and he literally says he's like we're not going to know who the president is on November third, or maybe it's a week after the election. It's something like that. It's like a week or two weeks after the election. You can't run political ads on Facebook for president because of the mail and voting and. And dude, Trump is a genius. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You guys got to wake up. This dude is a fucking genius. Like the way he manipulates the press might be the most masterful thing he's done during his presidency. Besides th- not bringing us into more war. Well, I th- I will say this. I don't know if it's always intentional. I think the press is really good at getting in their own way and stepping on their own feet. Like I really no, do. But that's part of the mastery. That's part of the masterful. Well, that's like that's just doing, that's just that's circuit. They literally hate him so much that they fuck themselves over by Sean, using. They've lost credibility in the people's Sean, eyes because they get basic things wrong. Sean, they manipulate everything. We know this. Listen to me. I Donald know that. Trump comes out in support of defunding the police. That's basically what he did at a federal level, and now they have to argue that defunding the police is bad. Then you have the oh well, hey, just vote twice, and then he pauses for literally like five seconds, knowing they're going to cut it up probably, mm-hmm. and then he goes right to after that saying, hey, if you vote, you know, the reason why you go to the polls to to try to vote again is to ensure that your ballot made it to the box because of the voter registration locks, because it's not fraud if you haven't voted yet, it's not fraud if you have your vote has not been tabulated, so. It's not illegal to vote by mail and then go in and then check the, the, the tabulation to see if your vote made it. Because oh, if, your vote, yeah. if your vote didn't make it yet, you can go vote. And then you know what they do when they get your vote? And they, they're supposed to check well, it, they're right? They're supposed to check it, they're, yeah. They're supposed to check it. So what it proves, and guess what the, the fucking news is saying today? Well, hey, this voting thing, like, like this Donald Trump is trying to commit fraud. And it's like... So you're saying mail-in voting is bad, or are you saying that him telling people to vote twice is bad? Well, this is the—I mean—they're able to get Trump a lot of times with stuff like that because because he's a little inarticulate or a little rough when he talks. So, I think that's so, so they they tried to twist it. Sean, he's the mass, he's the art of the deal. He wrote the book. Yeah, he, yeah, you sure he, he did. You think he just sat down and wrote <laughs> a book and he didn't know what he was talking about? He didn't write that book. Sean, don't you dare! <laughs> you know, Sean, you're the reason. 
pedophiles will take over the world. Because you're, you just want to sit there and despair this man who's going to save us all. Q. John F. Kennedy Jr. They're here forever. No, um, I don't know. So when you were talking to these kids, though, did you save their souls? I mean, what did you? What are you trying to say? You're talking to these young guys, these young bucks, young, these twenty-five-year-olds, uh, quarter-century guys, these quarter-century boys. I call them quarter-century boys. You're not yeah. a man until you're thirty. That's just the way okay. it goes now. That's I'm the way it is boy. now. You're a boy, Pinocchio. Pinocchio, my dick is the fucking <laughs> Pinocchio. You mean Peter my... Pan? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, Pinocchio technically was a boy, I guess. Yeah, I made a void my boner. Anyway, it was a joke that went right over your old man head and your old man ideas, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Couldn't pick up on it. All right, so, do you, okay, we'll get back to this Trump stuff in a second, but we didn't finish what we were talking about before, so what was the conclusion of this conversation? Like, Well, like, when I brought up the National Registry, getting more cops, and get because, like, I, the way I explained it, I'm like, who played sports here? And they go, well, I played, I was like, okay, 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 okay. Do, do your skills diminish over time? And he, they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So do you think if you spent a week out of the year practicing X sport, do you think you would maintain the same level as, as if you did it 300 hours a year? And they're like, Paul, of course, Paul, you little bastard. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just good, man. And I'm like, okay, man. Go get, go get shot in the face in, in Rainbow Six Siege again. Um, but... You know, uh, it was, it's okay. I, I didn't do too good. I, I made, hey, listen, I topped Ryan. I topped Ryan yesterday. That was a big moment. That, those are rare moments out here. That just means I'm better when I'm unprepared and I don't play all the time. That's really what it means. He's really not hot sauce as he thinks he is. And I hope he listens. <laughs> um, but there is, uh, but like having, the, I guess the conclusion was this. And, and it was kind of a weird conclusion. We, but I shared them, Thomas Sowell. I sent them, and they all wanted the, to see these books. And actually, like, oh, dude, like, this is really crazy. Because they're all uh, college level educated, except uh, uh, Mr. K, man. And K is a cool dude. Uh, K was, is a really, like, like, computer guy. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, he taught <clears throat> himself and took online courses and learned how to code. And now he works for, like, colleges and kind of like your buddy T. And, uh, yeah. Tom and Jerry. T-bone, T-bone, but they uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think when I said the National Registry, more training, more cops. When and when I also stated like eighty-six percent of the African American community in the United States wants at least the same level or more cops. We're talking about a very small minority of people. What did you get? Yeah, did you get into the whole thing like the media kind of gaslighting and kind of trying to trick no, people? I did, but I no, I came at it from a different angle. I brought I brought up uh, open brain insert ideology. You know, I was like, listen, this is what they're doing. They use simple terminology like Black Lives Matter. But I'm like, who here has actually gone on their website and read their about me? And they all said, no, not me, not me, not me. And I'm like, yeah, because you have a life. Okay, I don't. So I went and I read it, and it's crazy shit, dude. They want to abolish everything that America stands for in a systemic way. And I'm like, do you like? your life kind of currently besides pandemic minus riots minus race war like if it's not that bad of a place and uh and i'm like could we do better yes but that's why i called it america's called the great experiment it is not meant to be a perfect thing but it's that's why we have a living constitution i could go on and on and what we're seeing is the manifestation of satan or the manifestation this is a car, car you know hear me out i didn't say this to them 
but I was thinking it, and like so, I was reading about a- a- Aeon, which is a book written by Carl Jung, uh, Jung, Jung, whatever, uh, famous. Uh, basically, Jordan Peterson's like idol as far as like psychology goes. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson will not will not do any research or work on Aeon. Why? Because he's it gives him nightmares and he can't sleep and he like has like panic attacks and he like throws up. This is years ago, um, and it's super creepy. It's super creepy. So basically, the way Carl Jung explains the manifestation of Christ, okay, was by man. Man manifested Christ. Whether or not the literal like uh, demigod or god like figure. But someone became the representation of what that person was through man manifesting it. And he believes that man will manifest uh, the Antichrist. Now, you say that how you will, that eventually we will manifest well, it, the man that will come yeah, to destroy the world. Metaphorically, yeah. Like, uh, no, I mean, like literally. I, like, well, I don't – I mean my opinion on that kind of stuff, and I, I don't know – you know, maybe it's something I should get into because I've I've read some Carl Jung. I've read about like the shadow self and all that. A- Aeon is A I O N. Yeah, I just looked the, it up. The, um, the phenomenology of something like or other. I got the entire- in, yeah researches into the phenomenology of self. Um, no, I I do I just think I think things like uh, the story of Christ and I think uh, of God and all that stuff. I think those are just uh. The creations of man. It's part of our social evolution. It's what keeps us on the right track. It's like a heuristic. It's some. It's a shortcut so we don't forget the things that we've learned over time. We need something to encapsulate it. We need something to, like a structure or a system to keep teaching these things and 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 mark people with them from when a young from when they're young. Gives them like kind of a structure in their lives. Otherwise, people become unmoored. You need a direction. You need ideals. Right, and this and is I've, what I've always thought. I've always thought that's what kind of Carl Jung was talking about. Like when you talk about like manifesting it, it's like you, he, that could be when you say manifest the antichrist, that could be a person that could be a device. That could be tenant. No, no, no. That, but that, could that's, be, that could be a nuke. It could be like, the nuclear. Yeah. Your nuclear Holocaust, whatever. And, and but the, what, what, from what I've loosely, very loosely read, basically scraps of information is the general idea is that it is a, Anything that starts in the psychological effect, anything that starts in the, the psyche, will manifest in reality. Yeah, but so like, like it doesn't mean it's a literal. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a person, but like no manifestation does not have to be man. It's no, manifestation. I, no, no I, what I'm saying is you will have a concept of something in your in your right. mind. It's just like a, you will something into existence sometimes in your life. Like you do those, that's kind of, I guess, like a, a well. There will, there will, just, story. just like, just like Christ that holds the image placeholder. He's a placeholder for what yes. Christ is. The image. There will be a placeholder image for the Antichrist that will be a man. Yeah, the place, that will be a it's, man. It's a conceptual thing because the Antichrist, because we already have Christ Jesus as uh, a placeholder, an image. We have an idea. The Antichrist is literally just the opposite of him. It's the evil yes. version. It's bizarro. It's, he's the we one. All, he's the Spock with a mustache. Like, yeah. Well, it's also like you know we know that 
according to uh, Hebrew, Satan is actually defined as adversary, you know, and that and the 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 depiction of hell from the pilgrims was uh, not actually representative of what the Christian orthodoxy was teaching, which is not all fire and brimstone. It's the absence of God in your life. And yeah. then Jordan Peterson it, it, uh, goes into it a little bit deeper by explaining that, you know, hell it does not have to be a literal fire, a literal place that could be in your physical manifestation of life, like a physical representation yeah. of something addicted to drugs, yes. abuser, if you're abused, you have like depression, sat, yeah, but uh, yeah, but that's all I was saying. It's just it doesn't take on like you know when you, we manifest these things in our life, uh, we will them into existence because of psychological dispositions or depression or whatever. You know, like that's what kind of Jordan Peterson's getting at well, when he's talking about people create their own hells. Right. Well, this the interesting thing about Aeon or Eon Aeon. I'm not really sure how to pronounce Ion. it. I think it's Aeon. Ion. I think it's Ion. Maybe. I don't. I know. think it's Eon. I'm a medical doctor. I don't have the time to learn proper pronunciation. Let me write you a script and send you on your way, young son. Uh, but no, there's there's the modern man in search of a soul is generally the collection of uh, speeches or orations of Carl Jung that is definitely more or less read by your average college student that's in a psychology yeah, psychological department or something. I've read that stuff. It, it, uh, Aeon or Ion, whatever, is literally like the end of his life. Like, so he's in the last 20 years of his life, and these are collections of his writings and speeches that he was giving within the last virtually 15 years of his life, I believe, mm -hmm. or something. It's and the these are like the culmination of his work, basically. His, his, his intellectual it's, journey, it's the culmination of it. It's when everything comes right. together and he has his thesis right. statement, basically. Yes. And, he's, and, and it's, it, it, according to Jordan Peterson, it's absolutely terrifying. And that's why I have to read it. I want. I don't want to turn into a Portlandia, you know, a rebel. Uh, but you know, things <laughs> things have to be sacrificed. And also, we need to talk about this. We need. I don't know Ludendorff or whatever his fucking beer name this guy has. His fucking IPA name of a son of a bitch. The fucking dude from Portland, the guy that executed the Trump supporter, and then Vice gave the interview. Oh, but, <laughs> it seems like Vice might have given him up too. Uh, no, it was his sister. His identified no, well, sister is the one that gave him up. Well, no, she gave him up in saying like she identified him, but like who told the uh, marshals where he was? That's uh, the question. Because he man. crossed eight, he crossed eight lines, and everybody's like, "Well, the last people he talked to, which was the other day, was Vice." Well, I, no, I, I, as far as Tim Pool is concerned, my main uh, megalodon of information, uh, he he uh, he did say that I believe. This is not fact. Let me be like Trump and have to really spell it out for you fuckers because I know you guys don't like to pay attention. Uh, he, I, I believe it was his sister that actually turned him in and said the location. I could be wrong. Vice, it could be possible as well. It could be a well, combination of two things. It, it, too, it as could, well. well, when I, if we're talking about, I know that his sister identified him and called the police. Yes. Uh, Maybe after seeing, after seeing the videos, yeah, she's the one who contacted the authorities and said, "This is my brother." And honestly, and she gave a statement after he got killed. I know, said, I know. And she said, "Yeah, I'm just surprised that it was the cops that killed him because he's ob obviously an unstable person." And then today, oh. uh, not that long ago, I had it up and now it's gone. But he was hiding and waiting, getting his gun ready in a fucking parking garage as these guys are walking by. This was premeditated. 
This is not. He was trying to claim self defense. There was there's Trump people all around me. There's nobody. The streets are fucking empty. It's like oh, a, you're talking. You're talking the pictures that got released today of him literally holding his gun, waiting. Like he's like yes. hand on gun. Yeah, there's CC, there's CC, there's there's security footage from the parking garage, and we've seen pictures. CCTV is fucking racist. Okay, okay. Communist China, Teletubbies. Video. Video. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, so uh, the narrative on that is getting destroyed, which is, it's so disgusting that Vice, like, just like they reflexively go to defend these people. The New York Times, was it the New York Times? I don't know. Wrote an expose about, like, him and then went and interviewed, like, other protesters and stuff. Oh, he's oh. the nicest guy. He would he would have died for you protecting you. It's like, no, it seems like this, this is, and this is a trend, and we've talked about this a little bit on the regular show a few times. I th- some of these people that are actually out there doing the most violent things, they are not mentally fucking stable people. You could see it in their faces. You could see it in their fucking mugshots. They are, they are disturbed. Can, I hate to say, can, I don't can, even mean to say that so broadly, but like you look up. at them, dude. I see. I know a mongoloid when I see one. Okay, baby. No, but literally, they look like people that you would see in like your local southern white trash like arrest yeah. record paper. Yes. Yeah, they like look the, like the jail report. Yeah, like, like they literally look like West Virginia hillbillies. You ever seen the wild like, and wonderful whites of West Virginia? That's what they look like. I mean, they, like def- kind of like deformed. Like I don't like. Listen, I'm not saying I, this. I'm not saying this to be a prick. I'm just saying clearly, maybe it's not a good idea to take some people that have that are violently mentally ill and then prop them up as if they're some sort of fucking heroes because they're dude. taking the ball and they're running with it. Even this guy. This thing happens to this dude. Now, as of today, we're starting to get actual more information because obviously, uh, you know, maybe people shouldn't make fucking decisions based on 10 seconds of grainy cell phone footage. You think we'd learn. You think we'd fucking get with the program. Sean, don't you dare deny me my emotions watching a video. Yeah, right. I almost sent you a video earlier, but I actually spared you. I spared you some horror. The Rochester, New York thing that's going on? Hell no. Hell no. I'm not even going to tell you. Go ahead. But anyways... um, but they're already like trying to martyr this. Uh, oh yeah, him, like, I, martyr yeah. This, like our fallen comrade, the, and, and the, these fucking papers of note are supporting them. Vice is there doing a story. Like this is the most disgusting grift. Like I don't even know what the point is. I don't even know what the point is on the top on the on the part of like the intelligentsia, whatever you want to call well, them—newspaper people, media people. Like, what is your end game here? Like, hold what on, are you hold even, on. What are you even trying so, to make happen? So the reporter from Vice literally stated he is trying to put them in like put Antifa in a good light. Like I swear to God, he stated that. Go to his fucking Twitter. His fucking Twitter. I can't remember his handle. He's some liberal. His name's like fucking you know fucking starfish. You know I don't know. Like this, but whatever this guy is, like he, uh, once again the megalodon. The Megalodon Temple, he did show the tweet from the guy, and it really... Listen, guys, if you want some fairly unbiased, completely, completely... Hold on, let me finish before you fucking come in with your oohs and ahs, okay? Um, Hey, Sean, hold the applause, I'll take your boost, okay? Jameson (laughs) is his name. Thank you, that's the song I'm writing, I'm a genius. Um, There... (laughs) Temple is a little... He's a little on the Civil War road right now, okay? He's he's, but he's deep in it, well, and I honestly it. think he's about five to six years, maybe eight years removed from being Alex Jones. 
Like, I think he's like, because he reads the hypocrisy. Like, this is what happened to Alex Jones. He literally reads, like, all the lies constantly and the manipulation of the mainstream drives establishment. It, it, dri- it drives people crazy. Um, I don't know. But, but what we do know is that the, and this is really, I do believe this has escalated to now where we can officially almost call it a conflict. These far left radicals, it has escalated to conflict levels of, 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 of action. Like it's not like just beating up a couple cops and then you get beat up by the cops. It's like, no, people are dying. Dude, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, this, this Linendorf beer IPA guy. Yeah. And then you have, uh, the execution of a Trump supporter by IPA. So, well, no, it's it is escalating. I mean, somebody I was looking on Twitter. I sent you the guy's Twitter handle. He's an interesting dude. He's kind of like right right leaning dude. Boomy leaks on uh, Twitter, and he's and he's a good guy if you just want to know kind of what's going on and you want like the the <laughs> a harsh middle of the road conservative opinion. He's like the first shots of the new civil war have already been fired, dude. You should like have you seen any of this footage? What's going on in Rochester, New York, right now? Like this the moment, poli- yeah. Well, like an hour and a half ago, the police had to come in and shut it down. I don't know if they were successful, but well, I mean, like, can you give me a synopsis? They're going down the street in Rochester, New York, uh, like uh, forcing people that are eating at the restaurants, like, to leave, and like literally, like, tipping over their tables and chasing them out, and then, and then some people, because there's crazy people in that crowd, they're going in there and being fucking physical with people and shoving and getting violent and. Police had to come in with, uh, you know, pepper spray and shit because they they were like, this is this is fucking nuts. And you see the video, dude. It is a giant mob of people chasing out just people like eating. Oh, dude, do you Hanging know what? I, heard, I have to say this. I have to say this, and I have to say well, this you now. On, you can play it on the fucking. Thing. Honestly, I'm fucking down. We're not monetized. Who gives a shit? No, we're but not. listen. Thank you, ASCSupplements.com, ZB20. We have made him probably zero money, but quit being a bitch and go to ASCSupplements.com and fucking ZB20 for 20% off on your order. You want some good workout supplements? You want to support a veteran? You want to get out there and actually fucking do something for America? It's not made in America, but it's American product made in China. But we will fucking continue. He's trying to set up his own industrial factory to manufacture his own stuff here in the United States. Before we continue on the video, I have to say this, and I forgot, play the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is Rochester, New York. You can see it, right? Yeah. Alright. This was like uh, two hour, an hour and a half ago. Now, if you're listening to the audio version, there's a, there's a swarm of people chasing restaurant goers. 200 people. No, I mean, I don't know. That goes far, pretty far back there. Oh, my. They're pushing. They're shoving. Dude, yeah, these while, they're, like, they're, they're shoving people while saying, we're not going to hurt you while they're you know shoving what, people. Do you know what the funny thing is? Where's the fucking tip guy? What a dick. Didn't even leave a tip in the middle of mob violence. And look at all these fucking people with their cameras. I mean, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, look at these fucking dipshit white kids fucking throwing. Dude, chairs. that might be three hundred, dude. That is a lot. Oh, that's of more than people. that, Dan. That's more than three hundred people. Look at how far back it goes. Dude, I can't. I can't even see that far. I don't. I don't got my glasses on. I don't got my specs. Dude, look. They, she like, got what a are vest. They doing? Where are they getting this, these vests from? And what are they doing? 
Like, what is the point of, like, why do they think this okay, looks Okay, listen, good? I'm not trying to be, to be, like, any type of disparaging or anything, but this is absolutely... This is how you get people uh, hurt. No, this is, this is terrorism. Yeah, well, this it is. is kind of, yeah. If you don't give us our shit, what the... Like, what does that even mean, this fucking thick one over here? Look. white people sitting in chairs made by immigrants. This fucking motherfucker needs to get bigger pants. He's got a thickness. Damn. Like, oh, my what is, God. What are they doing? That dude's got a fucking dump truck. <laughs> Holy shit. Look at the dumper on this so guy. You gotta, go to YouTube. you gotta subscribe. You gotta see the dump truck on this guy's ass, because this is beautiful. Oh, my God. I wish you'd have just done it. Like, uh, I should do a hot reacts only on this. Look at the dump truck on this fella. Yeah, look at that. You know, for a protester, he definitely eats his his uh, fucking dump truck food. Somebody likes their chicken wings. That's all I'm saying. Literally insane, people. This is in America, in New York. Go fucking figure. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. But yeah, okay, okay. just to show you, I mean, that's that's some fucking nutty shit right there, dude. That's as far as far as protesting goes, peacefully. They're on a <laughs> scale. But, I give that a two. A as, two out of ten. As as far as being a violent mob of people, that's a ten out of ten. You gotta call it like you see it, people. Listen, you know, I call should, balls should, and strikes. We should start rating. We should start add rating and stars to violent people. You know, I think it could be a new money thing we do. <laughs> I give you know? the IPA man five stars for murdering that guy. Five yeah. stars for the direction. What a star! I, what yeah. a star of the revolution. What a star! You know what, dude, but like this is the type of shit I'm talking about is we're sitting here in my I'm in my comfy home in Alabama, smelling of cigarette and Jameson, enjoying my night, talking to my brother. And while somewhere else in this country is literally people being attacked for just existing at this point. Do you know how I get paid from the VA? I just exist <laughs> and then I get paid. And these people just exist enjoying a night. You know, pandemic, things are tough. I know New York's been, you know, one of the most hard-hit cities. And with their, you know, draconian and authoritarian laws that they have in place, people are kind of just being able to go out and enjoy a night. And here they are, probably voting for Joe Biden, probably not really wanting, you know. Yeah, it's Rochester, New York. It's like a nice area. Listen, but that's what I'm saying. All I saw was plus one Trump, plus one Trump, plus one Trump, plus one Trump. <laughs> That's one Trump. You no, know, you know what's the sad thing, Dan? That's not. They're not like that. That's because no, they're going to be like, "This is Trump's America." That's no, those people. No, yeah. no, no, Sean. There, you can do that for so long. It's like when you see the. I saw. Oh, was not it? everybody's getting attacked at the restaurants every day. So if it happens once, they're like, "Listen, their heart is in the right place." Can I? I want. I want to say something. I want to say something. So what we. <laughs> saw <laughs> for some reason, that was just so funny. I want. I need to say. I got. I want to say something. <laughs> There's only two of us. Why are we yelling at each other? I don't know. But there's there's something to be said. So what we've seen through the media and the, the these big tech companies and what they've done with the manipulation and all these things is what they've become so distrustful that people have to search for information. So they go to source. Most people now 
I mean, you, you're going to, I guarantee you those liberals are go. it's going to change something in the way they view the world because until the wolf is at your door, you don't have a problem with the wolf, wolf in the woods or at your neighbors or whoever until that wolf is at your fucking door dressed up, you know, as your grandmother saying, Hey, I just want to eat you and your fucking family and the way your way of life. And then what are they going to do? We will not submit to you, George Soros. We will not bend to your fucking will. It will not happen. You know? It, 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 but, like, dude, how can, how can we sit there? Like, dude, this, it's happened, Sean. It's fucking happened. We are in the middle of something that will be forever remembered and will be either a blemish, which is like a mistake, like the Civil War is more of a blemish. Oh, is it? Hear me, hear me out. Because we fixed it. Blemish. So, <laughs> it's a blemish. It, it's a blemish it, now. It's a blemish. It, it healed yeah, into a blemish. Yeah, yeah but that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, we're still bruised. You were still bruised. What I'm saying, it's a blemish on society. It, it's like, yes, we can live with our past. Terrible things have happened. This could be a blemish, or this could be the thing that destroys us. And I don't think, people I, like Kyle Rittenhouse are, exist. This is why on today... The fucking something or other. They're they're basically called. I can't remember the the oath keepers. I believe is their name. Oh, like and, a patriot prayer oath keepers. Those guys. Yeah, well, those, oath those keepers, types of fellows. No, oath keepers oath, have been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but oath keepers is like, if something happens in America, we will be called back to arms. If the state, if the state or the government does not oh, step dude, in, those guys are hard as rocks right now. They're no, like, listen. Wait, I've been talking on Infowars about this for twenty years. I'm I'm going to tell you something, straight to the point. If some, if, if these, we we are fighting for the proverbial soul of our country, and it's being corrupted by the sin of of the institution. We this is the inheritance that we have gained from the institution of education, our government, and the manipulation of our lives. And it is something that we will either choose to accept or cut off the cycle and move forward until I'm dead and then I don't care anymore. Well, it it is the slide of every quote unquote empire. Like progress always slides in this direction. It could because because once you because once you become like comfortable and you're not like worried about kind of basic necessities, this is the kind of shit that starts happening. Honestly, I, I, like we, we have it so good that we have time to do this is basically, I guess would be a way to put it. And it does not. And, and now it's gotten out of control because everybody wants attention. Everybody wants to be like you've said before, like there's this victim narrative. Everybody wants to be a part of because it gets you that attention. It makes you feel special makes you feel unique and wanted and yada, yada, yada. So then right. you just have people arguing about who should be more unique and who should be more wanted and who should be you know, more you know, listened to and taken care of. And, you know, it's, and it, leads, it leads to nothing. And now it just leads to chaos, basically. Well, well, then this is really why you need to go get cynical theories by Alan Pluckrose. And no, so just you can understand from a different perspective. Disparities and discrimination by Thomas Sowell, or Soul. So you actually say, but I like to say so well, so people know, you know, not so great, so well. Um, it's not about. Dan's been waiting forever. For Dan's America. been all day. Dan's had that loaded all day. He's like, no, so I can't. 
I came up with talking to the two African American gentlemen so they could understand <gasps> how to. Oh, yes. why, Dan? Because they're okay. <laughs> No, I like to play games because this is the kind of bullshit that happens to people for serious. So, like, what are you saying? Yeah, no, I, I know. And I would say this. Uh, and you're like, yeah. I was just trying to be a nice guy and being like, yo, you might not know how to spell this dude's name. Uh, <laughs> saying that they're illiterate. Depends on what part of the country you're from, I guess. Yeah, and the color of your skin. I got you, man. I, I'm yeah. totally with you. Yeah. Generational inequity. I get it, dude. I get it. I get it. Um, and and, and what was, cause, because what we're seeing, and even fucking the most conservative news source, even, like still calls them protests. Like, guys, get the fuck over it already. Can we fucking move on from these describing things as protests? And, and, and like, I've seen it. Look, well, these just protests turned violent, which honestly, that protest probably was a protest until it became violent. There is a legal, it changes once, and like Chris fucking Cuomo. Where does it say we have to be peaceful? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a fucking meathead and I'll go fucking squat my fucking ass so it's a dump truck like in that fucking video. Now, listen. But I'm no, not, but I'm, then, yeah, then he retreats to his like his second mansion. Uh, you know, like, give me a break. Like, you're the, you're the voice of the beleaguered. Like, I gotta stand up for these people. Or don't you, don't you know? It's called, they're called anti-fascists. They're called uh, anti-fascists. <laughs> Don't you know what yeah. that means? You're like, holy the, shit, this is the level of discourse. And Nazis stood for a National Socialist Party or whatever. You know, like, whatever! Like, you guys are fucking sitting up here like, hey, dude, uh, I'm just a fucking white liberal, bruh. I'm just out here trying to fight the system because the system birthed me, raised me, well, this and is just now... There's so many people that engage in this stuff that it's just for fun. Like, this is an intellectual, it's an abstract idea. It's not part of their lives. So they think about it like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'd like to be part of that. And I guess I'll go out on Saturday. And, like, you know, like, it's not a serious thing for them. It's not. There's no, no, this, no thought behind the, it. This is the danger of what happened with the fucking dude in fucking Washington when he just got fucking executed or killed or whatever. Whatever you want to say. The fucking IPA guy. IPA, dude. That's IPA. No, he died in Washington. But you hear what I'm saying. Oh, oh, Washington State. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. Not DC. Well, he but, was, but, this, what, but he shot the guy in Portland. Though. Yes. 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 We're doctors. So, um, Sean is not a doctor of medicine, though. So, if you need your shit fixed, come to me. If you need your brain fixed, go to Sean. So we here doctor of movieology. Yeah, you know, it's uh and he's pretty classy classy dude. Go to a fucking follow us on Instagram at Zoobox Podcast. Go check out the fucking collection Sean has, which is embarrassing honestly, but it's okay. Oh, dude, it's uh, small. That's small. Like you don't even I've seen collections. I know. I know, they, Sean. Like guys, people have rooms that are set up like libraries. Like and what it makes you need to do so is hot. do a live stream in a hula skirt. Dancing to the movies as you show them to the Dude, crowd. Listen, That's what I what I was what I had you know before we had COVID. Sorry, a little tangent, but it's related to what you just said. Before we had COVID, my wife and my son were supposed to go to the beach for a couple days. Big Daddy, Papa Sean, he's staying home. <laughs> he was gonna have I was gonna have three days to myself. One mm. of those days, I was literally gonna alphabetize my collection on live stream. Yeah, and and also I have to bring this up while you while you're talking about alphabet, alphabet, 
alphabet stuff, you know. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Um, if we're going to bring it up, my, my buddy Daniel. Daniel, hello. I'm really glad. Not me. Not talking to myself, people. There are more than one person named Daniel. I know. There's, I a, know. Lot of da- there's a lot of Daniels that have been involved in Zoobox, though. <laughs> oh, I, got, well, I, got, I, got, a- I got you. And I call you Danimal from corporate. That's there's me. Dan Prophet, who does the Zoobox Goes to the Movies with me sometimes. He's done some of the better episodes. The uh, Starship Troopers one is a, a good one. Uh, and then uh, Danny from Maryland. So there's well, been Dan- a lot of Dan's. We got a lot of Dan's in the house. Okay, but when you call me, you call me doctor. Um, no, but like what What my buddy was talking to me, and he goes, like, listen, I have a pretty large collection. And I'm like, <laughs> you have a large collection? Let me tell you about my brother. And like, and I told, that's why I told you, you know, to, to post the photo, which is on Zoobox podcast on Instagram. Also follow us on Facebook. Go give it a like. Go give it a share. Subscribe on the YouTube. Come on, people. Stop being a bunch of fucking losers and come and join the fucking zoo. Um, I feel like Bill Burr sometimes. Um, great. Also, fairly decent podcast. But he's become too powerful. He's become SJW fight almost, almost. Uh, but he. He was telling me, like, he has a lot of movies, dude, and he was thinking about, you know, we can talk about this really quick. I, I think it'd be fun. See if you guys are interested. Let us know in the comments. But he really wants to do, because of the, all the stuff going on, Get Out and Us. Like, you know, maybe we could do, like, a zoo box, kind of go to the sure, movies. Like, of deal, yeah. Three of us. And uh, it would be fun. And if you guys have seen Get Out or Us, maybe you guys can come uh, comment on our shit, you know? Hey, dude, listen, guys, we're pretty big deal. 120. We hit almost. Are we 120 yet? Uh, we were at 119 last time I checked. Listen, guys, we got to hit 120. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're Mike at, says, you know, we're at, we we're, at one ni- we're at 119 at the moment. But you know, we have it's been exponential growth. It's been exponential yeah. growth. Well, so we we're, we're starting to pick up. Or, we were sitting at 20 or 30 for months until. Well, it's because until we started doing daily content. Okay, until Sean started doing daily content. And then when Michael started doing the UFC yeah. and sports stuff, then that's another avenue. That's another. If you start doing stuff where you're talking yeah, about yeah, 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 talk yeah, about. Yeah. I'm a doctor. I'm busy. I'm yeah. Doctor He's medicine. That's real busy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, who said that you shouldn't live off the government? No, but I'm I would so- love. I would. I would love to do an episode about uh, Get Out. Get Out, probably more so than us. Uh, but I, we could. That could be a comp. That but we could, but we'll do that as a combo, and you know, th- like I, I have a feeling we'll probably talk more about Get Out because I think it's the more interesting movie. But well, and because it's actually ironic, and it's also true. Like in in the, in the I don't want to get too deep into it because we should save it for later for 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 that that conversation. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. But you guys go watch Get Out and tell me that's not eerie about all these fucking white racist liberals. Like that's what we're seeing. Antifa and the white people in BLM are probably pejoratively they're probably racist like they're probably white supremacists because eh, my, my well, main argument they're, against they're white, white privilege they're white supremacists in action right because they don't use yeah. the words that racist people would use like right, t- traditionally they're not out saying the n-word and denigrating people but there's this oh, kind of they big, are though the bigotry of low expectations that goes on there is um, kind of grafting onto these movements and then making it about themselves somehow like it happens every time Portland, hello. And you're like, uh, what? Yeah, exactly. Portland is now no longer about Black Lives Matter. Like, that's not even a thing anymore. People don't even talk never. about it anymore. Well, like, dude, actually, I was I really funny, right? So I'm watching the, you know, the typical videos. Guys, get a Twitter. It's a horrible place, but 
it is beautiful in the just opinion shaming that you see on Twitter, whether by accident or on purpose. Uh, it's just opinion, opinion, opinion. But they do. There is some people share videos and stuff. And I was watching one. This is literally a. This is literally what happened. This is Portland. So they're, you know, the cops come up. They got their little fucking stuff and their their sticks and they're and you know they're they're pushing them and stuff. And they kind of get backed off the street or something. And what dude starts going, okay, YouTube. I know we're big, so if you hear this, I'm saying this in context of the person talking that uh -oh. is saying this in this video. Uh -oh. And he goes, and he I goes. I did that one time. I got skewered. Yeah, well, no, well, he, I skewer me away. Uh, I'm open to criticism, but it, I've said it on the podcast before. He goes, fuck you, you faggot police. Fuck you, you faggots, bunch of this. And this lady's like, hey, you can't say faggot. You can't, don't, don't, she goes, you can't say the F word. Don't say that. And the yeah. guy kind of like, ah, whatever, faggot, faggot. And then he, then, and, then, and then a couple other women were like, hey, say the B word, say bitch. And then he goes, fuck you, bitches. And they're like, yeah, that's better. Like, I'm a woman. I can let you say it. Like, it's the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Uh, and the, if you guys want an interesting conversation to be seen, go on to Tim Pool at TimCast IRL. There we go. When you said me earlier, I was like, yep, dude. Dude, that, that honestly, make that the opening. So everybody knows that this is what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is the type of thing you're going to be. Well, Dan, I mean, Dan and I at, at at midnight drinking and just <laughs> this is this is basically well, this is Dan and I having a phone conversation because Dan with, and I will talk on the phone. We talked well, last night. Two hours. Two hours, and it's almost like when I call you, I know there's this like sense of feeling like, do I want to get into this right now? Like I know. <laughs> Like, I know, like, I'm not offended by it because I know, I know anytime someone ignores their call, they're like, they're just not in for me right now. And I accept that, you know, because I wouldn't want to deal with me I, either. I don't think I've, I don't, I don't know if I've, other than that, that one uh, week, right, in, except, which is my bad. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever not, like, no, no, purposely Sean, not taken your call. Apologize, Sean. Say, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I mean, you were a dick, but so, I was wrong. I was, I was. But I'm I was sorry. Wrong. I'm sorry, you guys. Just, just reconciliation on the podcast. No, because I think anytime I've missed missed your call, at least sometimes I'll text you and be like, "I'll call you back in the half oh, hour." Oh, you're really whatever. good about texting me. You're not like Ryan, just leaves me dry for high and dry for fucking like a week. Oh, this Ryan piece of shit. Listen, I've we've asked him what five, six times. Like, hey man, could you drop that schedule in the chat so we know if we can work around it? Yeah, but oh yeah, yeah, of course. I well, uh, I don't know it. I was like, yeah, but when you do know it, let 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 us know. Nah, but like, dude, honestly, whatever. Nah, he doesn't have a phone that he's no, on all the time looking at him. videos and shit. No. Truly dedicated volume to, we're here, people. We're here to entertain. We're doing a bonus episode this week to, you know, so you're going to have some fun and you're going to hear Sean and I talk again well, because. This is, well, this is our second bonus episode. We've done, they had a, we had a bonus, uh, Zoobox goes to the movies for Tenet. Oh, God. Go check out the spoiler yeah. cast for Tenet. Please go see Tenet, people. I I know Sean gives it a fucking seven or whatever. Like, like listen, I, guys. listen. No, I think that movie's gonna grow on me. I do think Sean, it's gonna grow. Sean, on me. Listen, well, Sean, I'm sorry that I'm just more mature than you, and I can take it. Although I looked at the, uh, I'll have to send you the links. Some Reddit breakdowns. 
No, I don't want it yet. I need it. I need oh, one more watch. There's a big like. There's a somebody made like a big like picture. That's all the oh. timelines. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, that's cool. I'm down with that. I'm into that, and I'm really about that. But <laughs> you see the new James Bond trailer. No, I didn't watch it actually. Dude, I skimmed. Didn't watch, but I was impressed with the out of the two minutes and twenty seconds. I watched about thirty to forty-five seconds. Looks pretty interesting. It looked because I was well, I was playing a game and I was like, oh, okay, like, oh, like oh, I mean, I'm always down for a new James Bond movie. I just hope you it's know, good. No, but like this is the thing is like it's got the uh, the uh, oh, not to mention, I have to bring this up. I don't care if this is not Z Box goes to the movies, guys. We've been drinking. You're at the end. If you're hanging with us, you're fucking in. You That's should be. Sub- you're you're probably subscribed. But fucking share it, please. Like, stop being a bunch of fucking incestuous fans. Like, spread the wealth, for God fucking sakes. Like, I'm sick and tired of seeing this 119 on my fucking YouTube timeline. Anyway, I digress. I'm a doctor. Um, Look at you, looking. What are you looking yeah, I was, for? I was, huh? didn't know where I put it. Yeah. yeah, that's what she said, you know. Hey! Uh, yeah, I've been lost on a lot of muscle anal porn lately, like really muscular, um, mainly as of the last few hours. I guess I was like checking it out and it's not that bad, but there okay. is definitely a, 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 with the enlarged clitoris and everything. You're kind of like, well, this is this is almost transgender. This oh, my God. Almost- Dan's like, Dan's like, this is interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I got it. Ex- let me put it next to my Carl Jung book. Let, let me explain it to you through the eyes of Thomas Sowell. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but there's there's definitely a uh, where the fuck was I going? Oh, oh, shit. You said- oh, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay. How, how do you think Matrix Four, the fourth Matrix film, is going to go with the Wachowski sisters? Mind you, guys, I want to explain something to you. They used to be known as the Wachowski brothers, Sean. I don't care about your fucking truth. Okay, I'm talking my truth right now, so respect it. The Wachowski brothers made Matrix One, Two, and Three. Correct, Sean? Mm-hmm. The both there were brothers at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, these brothers are now sisters. I'm just saying the psychological makeup of this family is interesting, but I do believe if you go to their twatter, you will see literal twatter. You will see the most SJW crazy stuff, and I'm really worried. I'm really, I honestly, because like we know the third one's not great, but well, it reloaded, no, dude, it's not that great. The but. only good Matrix movie is the first one. The Wachowskis have made, I would say, three good movies. They've made a movie that I actually just saw for the first time not that long ago called Bound. It's like a, it's like a modern noir. Is it like a BDSM film? Uh, it has kind of the it, it has lesbians and it's got like leather stuff to it, so definitely follows oh, I, in line with that stuff. I uh, saw it. Yeah, first Gina, Gina Gershon and um, what's her name? I said Jennifer Tilly. Shave, shave, shave that shit for fucking zoo box. Get to the point. <laughs> no, and then they made the Matrix, which is also good, and Speed Racer. Speed Racer might be their best film outside of the Matrix. But the I'm Matrix, a- the Matrix Four is going to be a uh, reflexive answer to the fact that uh, the like the right leaning people, right wing, whatever you want to call it, uh, took claim of being red pilled. 
I agree with that sentiment. I do believe that, that's that's going to be the subtext of the movie, where it's and like, you know oh, well, maybe maybe these red pills aren't so good. Maybe it's not really the truth. There's another layer we've discovered. Oh, no. <laughs> see, you've been radicalized, Neo. You're not actually the one, because it's going to be no. See, I'm I'm not even I'm I'm. This just came to me right now. Okay. Okay. Go. Go. But it's go. going Let to be a deconstruction, because Neo, however bad those movies get by the third one, like Neo is a hero archetype. He's a hero. No bones about it. He makes a sacrifice. He's like a Christ-like figure. They even put him in a cross at the end of the movie, yeah. right? Uh, they're going to deconstruct that, and you're going to, they're going to discover that Neo is not actually a hero. And he is more of like a... Um, he was like a... Uh, what do you call it? Like a, like a distraction. And they're going to break the, the concept of Neo and the one down. There can be no one, and it's going to be that the collective spirit of everybody is the thing that destroys the Matrix, that finally breaks free. Because they've already set it up at the end of the third movie of Revolutions, right? They're still in the fucking Matrix. The Matrix is there, because people cannot handle being woken up en masse. So there is still like kind of a slavery aspect to this that's going on. The humans and the machines, they may have like a, a deal. A symbiotic relationship, yeah, I think. Yeah, symbiotic. Yeah, that's that's. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. He is. Look at those books behind him. Um, yep. Like, but that's still like a form a form of delusion. It's still a form of slavery. So it's going to be about the collective spirit of like, and then you're going to get like the weird people. Those are the ones that are really the heroes, the 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 dissidents and the miscreants and uh, this this IPA guy is probably going to be uh, face swapped on there. <laughs> but I do. I have a feeling that's what it's going to be about. Well, I mean, I, I honestly clip it because that's on its own, your synopsis or your theory of what the yes. future will be. Yeah. And what I want you to do is not release it, but upload it to Facebook. And on the day it comes out and you just literally title it foretold, foretold. Oh, no, you got to get some of those clicks, baby, because you're going to be like uh, Matrix 4 predictions. No, Predict no, 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 now. no, 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 no that's what, what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm do Matrix I'm going to do a video on its own. I'm going to watch the old Matrix movies. I'm going to I'm going to revisit some Wachowski stuff. John, I'm going to go read some stuff. I you do that, but you have to clip this. Okay. You have to clip this moment cuz this is the birth of it. This is where it came from. You could do a longer video and then upload that whenever. But this moment is the prediction. You're like Nostradamus shit right now. Mm -hmm. You Alex Jones the fuck out of this. Like, this is crazy. So, let's say this is how you put it in canon. Okay, because just like we're talking about Carl Gustav Jung and the manifestation of things, you could have just manifested it. You just create. I could have just, just, just killed the Matrix, yeah. Yeah, that was you. And you have to live with it. So, what I want you to put in the title, the, the date. Sean kills the, the Matrix 4. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sean, so, no. <laughs> Sean, Sean murders the Matrix. Sean perfectly predicts the Matrix, and then you put the date. No, but let me ask you a question, though. Okay, I said that it's unformed; it's it's still a rudimentary read, but that seems pretty plausible. No, that literally seems like it would be straight from what I've seen from them on Twitter. Yeah, I can I, honestly say that, like, listen, Sean, you're not as experienced and learned in the Twitter world <laughs> as I am by now. Because I listen, I've I've, I've progressed. No, but, like, go follow Tammy. And LSC, Lord Stephen Christ. If you want to see some, just just turn off the the retweets, guys, because it is just it is just an onslaught 
of just retweets and retweets. It's an avalanche of retweets. I hate it. Um, but there is definitely something, something to it. It literally because you're going down the logic thought pattern to like the thought pattern of someone that believes they're being logical in today's world with that possible mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and it makes sense. Like I literally, that's why you need to clip it. Well, because you, I, the only, the only piece of information I do know is that they are upset about the red pill thing that upsets okay. them. Exactly. So, but so, listen, so that, wait, that's stop, the seed for me. That was just like, Oh, I can extrapolate everything from just that. Hold yeah, on, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. The date is Friday, September 4th at 2322 military time. Okay. And I'm going to show it to the camera so we have proof. Because I ain't fucking with this. Because this, this is this could be the video that gets us, you know, up to fucking maybe 150 subscribers. You know, we've got to make sure. <laughs> when Matrix 4 releases, we will be kings. <laughs> In like three years. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's say calendar. Next year. Whatever. Keanu will probably die by then and they'll have to start over. Here it is. Here it is, people. Right there. That is the day and time. Is that that's not clear, but you'll get it. Someone will be able to analyze it. And this is in the canons of history on YouTube before we get completely stripped of our Patreon rights or anything, and then we can do arbitration and we'll we'll go down the listen, uh, listen, I just want to tell you guys, listen. I just got one word for you, okay? Tenant. I can't tell you anything else. Hold on. <laughs> that's how I know. Honestly, who's excited? I know we're kind of on a movie tangent, but we only got a couple minutes left, guys, and we got to, you know, people got th things to do. I'm a doctor. There's, uh, what about the new Batman? Like the new trailer? Out of out of intrigued. So like being Max, like 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 you're intrigued. Or no, how, let me phrase it this way: intrigued zero or one, like intrigued to being. Absolutely cannot fucking wait. Super excited. 10. Where do you fall in that range? And the context for this would be that I um, historically throughout my life have been a Batman fan. Yes. Um, and like literally like our, the only comics books that I read based on superheroes is Batman comics. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably say right now mm -hmm. solid eight. I love okay. that. I love that fucking trailer, dude. Like okay. I really did. Like, I know that people are like, oh, it's like grim, dark, super shit. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, let's do it. Like, let's just do it for yeah. real this time. Because this is the Nolan promise. So when Nolan makes his Dark Knight and stuff, he's really just making heat. He's making fucking Michael Mann movies, okay? I love I love him. Go but, check like, out our Tenet review. Uh, this, there's a spoiler-free version that Sean did, and then we did one together. Uh, do not watch that without actually going... Unless you're Daniel, because Daniel, for some reason, likes to watch your reviews where you spoil everything. Well, but that's it's okay. actually, you know, that's okay. It's I okay. mean, I, I, listen, I, sometimes I've done that as well. But just, like, you're not a risk taker. That's what it means. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Our spoiler cast, we're not that far off the mark. In terms of the things I was reading today, like, we actually got it pretty right. Um, listen, are you saying you got it right or I got it right? Let's be real, because I think I was on to some shit. I was on no, some shit. No, we both like we both like have okay, the, the okay, concept okay. and like the actual like timelines and stuff. Like we pretty much had it all, almost sure. all right, almost, almost. Sure, sure. So the doctor's correct as usual. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's there's definitely an exciting thing that I I, I would say I'm about a six point five. Really? As far as like I'm not. No, listen, I don't trust shit anymore. 
Okay, I don't trust. I'm very cynical. After reading reading cynical theories by Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay, once again I'll give them a plug. I really appreciate James Lindsay. If you don't know the history, go watch the podcast on Joe Reagan, the most recent one, which is the last couple months as of the date today. And he's done a bunch of interviews recently uh, promoting this book. They're, they're all good. Uh, and they're all long and interesting, and he gets into it. He basically tells you the book. Yeah, like honestly, you need to read this. And this is a house. This is some a book you need to have in your house. Okay, but anyways, mm-hmm. so you're at a six point five on the Batman. Uh, uh, Matt was, Reeves is Batman. I could maybe round it up. Now, hold on. I want to clarify something. Can, Matt Reeves is the director. Yeah. Can you tell me something that he's done? Because I don't uh, know. I can't think of anything. Uh, Dawn of the Apes, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes, uh, Cloverfield, uh, Let Me In, the remake of Let the Right One In, uh, about mm-hmm. the vampire girl. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's. I would. I, I think I, he's got one more in there somewhere. Okay, it's officially a seven based off of your Planet of the Apes reference. It's officially a seven. I like those Planet of the Apes movies. I mean, no, I don't no, think they're no. perfect or anything, but I like them. No, they're fun. They're fun. They're articulate mostly, and they're well shot. Be, honestly, mostly because of Andy Serkis, because his oh, Caesar yeah. is incredible. But no. <gasps> you know what, guys? Everyone becomes Caesar when you see a Black Lives Matter protester just getting their face. <gasps> no, and then you'll you'll uh, here we go. Uh, you'll be great. But anyway, here wow! I just thought of that. That connected. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, not literal, guys. Not literal. You guys like uh, Batman? Yeah. yeah. Uh, black man, right? No, Batman. Oh, sorry, um, Batman. But no, I'm, I'm. I w- it would raise it up a little bit, knowing that he did the Planet of the Apes. I'm gonna give it a seven. And the main thing is this: it's not about budget concerns. It's not about the talent of the director. A hundred percent, it has some sway for me. It's just that these things have so much production or producer control, and, and like the, the, the people get involved. It can, and what we've seen with the Justice League, what we've seen yeah, with like they're, they've. Okay, hold on. I, normally that is the case, but DC has always been weird all over the place with this. Uh, they fucked the Justice League up. They totally did. But now, but now Zack Snyder's getting his cut. Oh, my ass! Get the fuck! Like, like it's gonna getting, save. No, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a completely different movie. It's gonna be four hours oh, long. Yeah? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Let's see what fucking happens, John. I'll wait. I'll wait for your review because I'm not fucking spending money on this shit. No, well, I have or, HBO Max, so I'm not going to have to spend money. So well, more than I, I already spend, more than I already do spend. Um Yeah. But like but but hold on. So no, like, but, the, but anyways, they when DC, when Warner Brothers set out the DCEU, their plan was like we want to have more like uh our auteur-driven movies. We want directors yeah. to put their stamps on things, right? Look at and the they, mummy, see how that worked out? Okay. Well, continue. no, I'm talking about the mummy. No, but if you think about their movies, you got the Zack Snyder movies, you got Man of Steel, you got Batman v Superman, uh, and then you will have like the new Justice League thing. Those are very Zack Snyder movies, right? Shazam, that's like a very unique movie. Wonder Sean, Woman, don't you a very unique movie. Damn. I'm not even saying that they're that they're all great. What I'm saying is they have a unique voice behind them. And then Joker comes out. Joker makes a billion dollars being a rated R movie called Joker. And- and not to mention, it was Joaquin barely Phoenix, low, low budget in, in comparison to in comparison a, to what it made and to yeah. what other superhero movies cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix wins an, wins an Oscar. Suddenly, they're like, "Oh, we can do like these Elseworld versions," and that's what Matt Reeves' Batman has nothing to do with any of those other movies that have Good. come out. Good. 
Good. No, they, no, they already said they're like he's getting his own trilogy. It has nothing to do with these other movies. And then yeah. and and they're they're basically what they're going to do is they are setting up that the the DC superhero movies they're going to do the DC comics thing where there's all these parallel universes happening at the same time. And they're going to do that with flat the Flash. Yeah, it's going to be confuddled. It's going to be dude, a mess. Michael Keaton's coming back to be Batman. I know. Ben I know. It's going to be Batman again. I know. I know. This is great. This is great. I'm this is great. Stoked. I mean, I'm, yeah, burnt I ain't the, I'm, I'm burnt the fuck out on superhero movies. I'm not a Marvel fan. But, no, listen. Uh, listen, this is your problem. I'm, I'm all right. This is your I'm problem. All right. I'll go the with fire, it. The fire hasn't even been lit, and you're trying to stoke it yet. Why don't you give it a fuck? <laughs> fucking break? No, you asked me how. Uh, I like that trailer. I don't know if the movie will be good, but that trailer fucking rules, dude. Like that is a great trailer. It's a great, I love, it's a great I love, trailer. I love. It speaks to me. It's just like, oh, dude, you're using a fucking Nirvana song. You're using yeah. a Nirvana song. Yeah. You're, it's got Paul Dano being the Riddler, being like creepy. Like, what is justice? Like, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Serial Let killer Riddler. Do this shit, man. Like you well, know what? Because everybody's uh, calling it Bat like Seven is like it looks like Seven the movie Seven uh, the yeah, David Fincher movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like whatever. So, okay. So would you want it to be like a mix of unhinged violence, like the I movie? Hope it, I hope it's. I just hope it's rated R. That's. I hope it is. It's not going to be. Dude, rated if the all. Joker, if Joker can make a billion dollars, it's Batman. There's yes. a difference. There's yeah, a. But, there, yeah, that but was it's, that was not a risk for the company, Sean. That was not a risk for they. they it was a low budget. I, what I'm saying is, but it, piece no, but versus but it, Batman. How much do you want to bet right now? How much do you want to bet? I bet you. Oh, I would no, I would not bet money. I would not bet money. Uh, exactly. You know what I'm, so, you what know, what I'm saying is, 13. Shut up. I'm a doctor. You're no, wrong. They, you know, they have made, they have that door is open though. Like I'm not saying it's a sure thing or I would bet money. But it's I'll open. say this. I'll say this. After Wolverine with Hugh Jackman, the, the black like where it was supposed to be Logan. black and white, whatever. Logan, Logan thank you. Fuck That's me. Whatever. What uh, prestige? Anyway, so uh, they they <laughs> great movie prestige. Go check it out. Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman. But I would say you have credence because of Wolverine and Joker. You're right. It is a potential. But Batman is such a bigger figure. As a, as a historical sense, than even Wolverine yeah, and that, a standalone movie, I don't think, like the budget for uh, the Batman is not like huge. It's not as big as like Aquaman okay, or BBS. What's it say? Hundred, hundred fifty. It's probably like one hundred and fifty. Yeah, one hundred fifty million dollars, dude. They're probably spending yeah. a half million with dude, advertising. You, no, usually they spend fucking three hundred and fifty, four hundred million on these fucking stupid movies, dude. I, you know, honestly, to be honest with you, I wish they weren't even fucking made, and that they would just distribute that money to me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you could do it. You could do like, it. and then they could. They do. Give me. Could. Give me two million dollars. I'll go make you a Batman movie. Okay, motherfucker. Yeah. We'll be running around the streets. Son, 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 son. You'll be like just the overweight Batman. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm more. I'm no, you know what it is? It's literally Batman at the Masters. That would be pretty fucking stupid. But anyway. it's, just, it's just like Batman, like looking at his cell phone, looking at people <laughs> kind of hot out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you here for, man? Just to watch the game. But then it turns into a, like a game where like there's the penguin and the oh, Joker. I just love know. the game. And Arnold Palmer is like the real bad guy in this whole thing, and it's just like this crazy twist, you know, because you think it's going to be Tiger Woods because he's black, but no, like you don't want to, like you know, you got to subvert expectations. Um, 
But I, 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 I'm going to give a seven knowing this this Reeves guy is there. If Q, if Kiwano was in front of the name directing, I would probably say I would give it a ten. Uh, How was the new Bill and Ted? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did a review of it as well. Uh, I did not. I'm not a. I discovered over the past uh, week or last week that I am just like not a huge Bill and Ted guy. Like I think they're fine. I like the characters, but I like the movies. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I okay, but do you think they did a good enough job representing the past? No, and I think right- I think I think the movie is actually kind of bad. It's like kind of mediocre very mediocre movie yeah but like so were the originals right but we were kids when we watched them no i would no there's there's a level of creativity and craft in those that even when i watch them i don't like respond to them immediately i can at least appreciate them i re- i appreciate them on on the on that kind of level uh the new one it, did, it doesn't feel like a cash-in. It doesn't feel anything like that it just feels like oh well it's the same people that made the old ones pretty much except for the director and uh, it is what it is. Like either you like those things or you don't. Either it works for you or it doesn't. So I it's not like it's one, not. Is it objectively not worth it? If you had to recommend, would you recommend no, someone to go? If you if you if you like the old Bill and Ted movies, one hundred percent, check it out. I okay. Think I think you'll. I'll think you'll at least get something out of it. I think it is oh. the worst of the three. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you know, just like. Just like Star Wars. But I'll say this. Uh, Alex Winter, the guy who plays uh, Bill, uh, he this is the first time he's been on screen in a long time. He 20, retired. 20 years? Yeah, because he became a documentary filmmaker, which he's a, actually a great documentary filmmaker. He made uh, that uh, the Dark Web documentary about the Silk Road. About the mm-hmm. He did that a few years ago. He did a documentary a year or so ago about the Panama Papers. He's just a really talented filmmaker. Actually. So he's a Republican. No, he's not. No, not at all. Yeah, right. He's like a Glenn Greenwald, like The Intercept, mm. uh, you know, Edward Snowden, that kind of thing. Listen, um, dude, they're Republican. No, they're not. They're really they're not. Republican. And that's that's what makes me concerned when I see some of the shit Snowden says. I'm like, bro, maybe you deserve to stay in Russia. You know? <laughs> that's not true. Come on now. No, it's not. It's not. He doesn't mean it, Snowden. Snowden. You don't mean it. You, you know you love Trump, Snowden. Come on. The guys, oh, if, dude, listen, if he, he gets pardoned by Trump and yeah. he still talks shit about Trump, I might have to fucking say, well, maybe maybe you're a bitch. Listen, Trump does two things. Listen, he fucking legalizes marijuana and yeah. he pardons Edward Snowden. He wins in a and little who? landslide. And, and Assange. If he pardons Oh, Assange, Assange, dude, the world would explode. Dude. He, he'll never, dude. he will never pardon Assange. That is true. I it's think too controver- it's too controversial for it's Americans. Not, it's, it's not. You have you just have too many people out there that still feel Assange is like a Russian stooge Same or whatever. Thing with Snowden, Snowden. No, I, I know. I, I know about but, dude. But Snowden is not as an, at the level of Assange. Listen, can I say something, Jay? I know you're listening, and you sent me that video from Bitshoot like you were some smart guy. Now let me tell you something. I'm informed. Okay. He's your former. He he sent me the video of uh, Mouthy Buddha, which I have him on notifications, guy. Which one? The fucking which one? The the latest Pedogate three. And I and I I was in there. I was in there. I was already in there like swimwear, not a child swimwear, because that is I'm not Epstein. I am a doctor, but I am not that type of doctor. Um, I don't know. I I'm just saying, Jay, get on your shit. 
Get back to me when you fucking got some new information. I gave you my email. You said you had documents and sources. Jay, get it done. Get it done. Well, well since we've only said his first name, like Jay could totally come on and talk about this stuff. We could do a zoo no, box. Zoo box. You know what we do? No. We, we are. I just we just started a new show. It's called Zoo Box Exposes. Well, no, I, I actually they're coming on on Tuesday. I have to. I was going to talk to you about that, but they're coming okay. on. I got a couple people coming on Tuesday. I think it's couple people that are into this uh deeper web of uh conspiracy facts okay right. cool. <laughs> hey that's be the fun. kind of content that's the kind of sweet salty content you can come for zoo we talk about the batman okay we talk about riots we talk about carl Jung. we talk about cynical theories we talk intellectuals. about we talk intellectuals about, we talk about pedophiles we talk about music Okay, we talk about it all. It's all a part of the zoo box. So get in yeah. the box. It's a, there's a zoo in here. Okay, it's a zoo that's a box. It's a box that's a zoo. But if you, you don't it? bring that food, we beat you up. So you better make sure you subscribe and share because that's the food that we need to keep our sustenance alive. We're starting not a revolution, but an evolution of thought. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're talking about bringing back the First Amendment, the Second all the constitutions, the bill of bills, uh, sexy back. It's everything. It's all. It's back. everything. JT Sports will be back. on our podcast someday. JT, we're gonna get them. And once I have enough money from the government, I will be buying a studio somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all gonna leave our families. Okay. Just uh, yeah, I don't have a family, so I think I'm like well, one Dan's of the last good. ones. He's good. Yeah, I'm just a floater. That's what they call me. It's gonna be I'm me like, and Michael like, showing up at Dan's like house and like, yo, dude, we left our families. I, I'm like, we got, I'm like, can we get some peyote and fucking have a good time for once in our yeah. life? Yeah, dude, I'm like a loogie in the beer glass, you know. Like, you Ooh. don't really know where I am, but I'm floating in there. Fuck. Don't and don't they, call they, yourself a loogie. You in don't a beer glass. feel me till I'm down your throat. That's why they call me Deep Doctor Deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm on a fucking roll tonight. And if you don't share this, you're literally human garbage. You are IPA in Portland. That's who you are. IPA, you support Voodoo Donuts. Exactly. What do you want to do? You know about Voodoo Donuts, Jay. I know all about the voodoo and the hoodoo you do when you subscribe. Thank you. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be a cold-blooded murderer or a good person? That's the choice. That's what's at stake here. Do you want to be Kyle, who's manifested the name into reality of not being an idiot Mountain Dew drinking piece you know, of shit? Sometimes I just watch that Kyle Rittenhouse footage over and over again, <laughs> and I listen to Metal Gear Solid music. <laughs> I fucking rock out with my cock out, baby. All right, everybody. Yeah, it was a good night. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good night. Uh, Dan and I have come and saved the day. There is Zoobox content on the day it was supposed to be uploaded. Um, you know, these other guys... I don't know what they're doing. Like, you know, Michael's like, oh, I got kids, I got family. I was like, yeah, me too, asshole. Like, you fucking put them to bed. You fucking say this, quit your job. You live off the government. Missed, have I ever missed an episode? No, you and I are the ride or die. Ride or die crew. You know, that's what we'll call it. Truly dedicated ride or die crew. I mean, I got some time on you, though, baby. Okay? Oh. Zoobox goes to the movies and Dude. hot reacts only. Daily, daily movie videos. I have not missed a day yet. While I'm researching all this stuff for us, while well, the podcast, this is facts. Dude, a lot of lot of megalodon Tim Pool action going on. I'm in there. If you're listening to the, uh, the audio only, he's brandishing some sort of lance at me. He's <laughs> making threatening gestures. He's basically BLM. 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about this podcast, you'd like to know more about the world of the Zoobox, Zoobox Nation, you want to become a part of it, you want to talk to us, you want to recommend things for us to talk about, whatever, we'll do it. We're whores, okay? Let us, we- let us whore for you. Give There's us ideas. Bunch- We're running out if you can't tell. Come on. <laughs> There's a bunch of links to the description for things like Instagram, for Facebook, for Dan and I's personal Twitters. Those are on there now. Um, I'm all American on my Twitter, baby. And also, just like leave a comment. Be like, yo, I think you guys sound stupid. I think you sound awesome. Hey, next time, talk about this. Hey, did you hear about this? We're going to tackle it. We're going to tackle it. Maybe it might be an S to the D episode, which is a new thing that we've started. (laughs) Uh, Because it's just, you can't have enough Zoobox. Like, Zoobox is just like, like, we want to fill your days. I I mean, honestly. I want you Honestly, to be like, oh my god, I gotta catch up on Zoobox and you take a week off of work. Listen, that's what I want you, you to feel like. When you decide to leave your your family, there's always a place here at the zoo for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Dan sleeps on his couch. He doesn't even sleep in his room, dude. Like he's. I masturbate. I sleep on my couch. <laughs> I pretty much do every. Like sometimes, I when I take off my pants to masturbate on my couch, I'm like, who else is sitting on here? You know, like that uh, was my thought. Well, the first you could you could, should get leather. You got to upgrade. Like today, oh. oh my god, I had a I had a nasty I had a nasty beat off session, oh, and nice. uh, I fucking I thought I was gonna be able to, you know, tip over and come on the floor. <gasps> and I got a hardwood floors. Wait, wait, are you, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you seated? Or are you laying down? I was seated. Then I moved to a a sideways like laying down this position. This is where this is where the Buddha body. Makes it difficult to swing up, isn't it? Well, hold on, buddy. Listen, okay. I've lost a lot of weight. No okay. offense, no, but I I've been feeling it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't have. I don't have the Buddha body problem anymore. Okay. 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 I'm okay. basically made of stone right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm going over, and I just don't. It just does not have the, tra- the trajectory I need. So I get some fucking. I got some dribble down the front of my leather couch, though. It's a leather couch, so it's not that big of a deal. So I go and I'm wiping it up, and I'm like. I even thought to myself, I'm like, damn, this is a snotty cum. Like, this is like a loogie. Like, I'm like, I'm like trying to get it. It's gonna, I'm like getting gross. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like at fucking Nickelodeon Studios. I got the gack in my hand, you know what I'm saying? All right, everybody, you have a great one.